Big Les's League, an all rugby league experience. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. Let's review your Friday of preseason football for the second week of the trials. We'll start off with the Rabbitohs Roosters game and then we'll touch on the Sharks and the Bulldogs as well. Let's get straight into it. We'll start off with the Roosters. I thought that the Rabbitohs, they had a really strong start. I got to watch this one at the Clovelly Hotel. Great scenery there, great atmosphere. Uh, it was jam-packed too. It was raining outside, so everyone was inside. Uh, it was pretty large turnout for what was a reserve-grade battle. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, turned into a fun night too, but we won't talk about that. Rabbitohs, really strong start. I thought that their defense was outstanding in the first five, ten minutes. They really laid a platform. Their, their forwards as well uh, were really solid during that first little period. I think that what let South down and what let the Roosters in so many times were, was errors. There was a lot of errors in this game. You would expect it from a reserve grade game as well. You know, a lot of these guys won't even be in New South Wales Cup, so... Yeah, it was, it was a very uh, – it's more just watching a few certain guys and getting an idea of who, who's going to be the next big thing coming through over the next two, three, four, five years, um, you know, in the NRL. So, yeah, in that aspect, it was a really solid game. The Roosters did run away with it pretty much for the rest of the game. Uh, from halfway, to, uh, halfway through the first half to the rest of the game, they were really dominant, the Roosters. I thought, I thought for the Roosters – we'll get the team list up now because I've – Jotted a few numbers down as I was sinking Great Northern. Uh, but there was a few players that I was really impressed with. Obviously, rewatched the game as well and uh, made sure that I wasn't writing down random numbers here or some fucking hidden code or something. Before the Rabbitohs, I thought that Leon Tahal, number two, was really impressive uh, in terms of the backline players. I thought that whenever he got the ball, you thought something was going to happen. He looked very exciting with the football in his hands, and he looks like he could be a player of the future as well, especially with South Sydney having a bit of a crisis as well at the moment with their backline going into round one. It could be a name that comes up. He is in the top 30 squad, so definitely one to watch there. Leon Tahal, but I thought he was really impressive in that game. And I thought Brock Gray had some really good moments as well. Uh, I thought that he was quite solid throughout the game. There was just so many errors uh, in this one that really let everyone down. Uh, Cade Maloney as well I thought was impressive, number 15 for South Sydney. Most of their guys were really impressive. It was just errors that had let them down. The 13, Matt French, not the biggest lock forward you've ever seen, but very tough. I thought CJ Mundine as well in the 14. He came on and played, I think, a little bit of six. Uh, and then obviously moved into fullback. I thought once he moved to fullback, he was electric, absolutely electric. It wasn't just hype. It wasn't just because it was Anthony Mundine's son, son that he was all throughout the paper. You know, he was really impressive in that one. I thought he gave it a real red-hot crack. And um, look, definitely a player of the future there for sure. I think he's 23 years of age or something like that that I read uh, in the Daily Telegraph. But um yeah, really solid player there. CJ Mundane had a real crack. I really liked watching him. But yeah, look, as I said, errors let South Sydney down. Yeah, it really did. As for the Roosters, really enjoyed watching their fullback, Callum Gromick. Thought that most of the Roosters' opportunities came through him and his support play was first class as well, obviously learning from Teddy. Uh, but support play was first class. He was really, really impressive. Uh, great ball handling as well. Some of the passes he's passes he threw were unbelievable. So uh, Cullum Gromick, really impressive there in the fullback jersey. I thought their center number four, Ethan Clark Wood, was really nice as well. 
Fuck, he's a big boy for a centre. A lot of size on him, especially in the shoulders. But the way he moves is so, so silky. He's got a really good step on him. Just the way he can jolt his body as well when evading defenders. Uh, his ball playing as well. His passing game's really solid. He can really ice off an opportunity. Um, he's definitely someone to watch going into the future as well. Ethan Clark Wood, number four. Uh, who else have I got down here? Number seven, Joseph Witsukama Tamara Taipari. If he didn't have such a long name, I'd love him even more, but he is a fucking weapon. His ball playing, his vision as well as a half is just first class. Uh, just he was. If we're talking about players that iced off opportunities, he was so impressive. Just the way he threw the football, his kicking game was really impressive as well. Kobe Thomas in the sixth jersey obviously kicked a 40-20 during the game, which was really impressive. Kicked it from the 30 almost as well, which was just insane, but... Uh, I thought that Joseph uh, Taipari's touches throughout the game, just the grubbers that he did, um, you know, the passing game as well, just the little things were unbelievable. He came up with some really big plays during the game, a short ball to, uh, to that center we were talking about, Ethan Clark Wood, and uh, set up a few tries as well for the fullback, Callum Gromick. But the seven there for the Roosters was the real star of the show, I think. Uh, and played most of the game too, Joseph Witsukama Tamara Taipari in the number seven. As I said, if he didn't have such a long name, I'd love him even more. Uh, for the Roosters as well, Tyler Moriarty had a fucking blinder while he was on, especially uh, towards the later period of the game. I thought that he was really impressive. I can see what all the hype's about. I can see him potentially grabbing a 14 jersey in the future as well if they want an out-and-out hooker uh, coming off the bench. But he was amazing. Tyler Moriarty, definitely a name to remember going into this year. I believe he's also in the top 30 squad for the Roosters. So definitely one to keep an eye on. I do just want to give a quick shout out to Xavier Vaha. Obviously came off with an injury in the midpoint of the game. Uh, he is a freak footballer as well. Obviously had some great runs throughout the game, but I'm spewing that we didn't get to see a little bit more of him. He's also got a brother that I actually played with for Marcelin De La Selvaha, who they are saying is even better than Xavier, but we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully Xavier gets another opportunity throughout the year, heals up from this injury quite quickly. It looked like a little bit of a syndesmosis or something. So hopefully it's a nice quick recovery. We can see him potentially get a spot on the bench for the Roosters, maybe during the origin period or when they're resting some players, because I'd love to see him have a crack in first grade. But Xavier Vaha isn't the only brother there that has a, a lot of potential in the front row. Dela Sell as well, who I played with at Marcelin, uh, also coming through the system at the moment as well, training with the first grade squad. Uh, definitely one to watch over the next few years as well. He'll be one in, in this game, probably this time next year. Um, so Tyler Moriarty, Xavier Vaha were awesome as well. Dylan Napa, I thought, was a bit 50-50. It almost looked like they were putting him in this game just to get him fitter for round one. Um, but, yeah, look, he had a fair crack. He, he was He's definitely not as intense as I remember him being, um, obviously, you know, four or five years ago. But it has been a while since he has been in the NRL. So, yeah, look, I mean, I can sort of get it, but... I was expecting a little bit more intensity from Dylan Napa in that one. It was still okay. Played big minutes, but um, you know I just didn't think that he was all that impressive with his runs as well. There were a lot of times where he was getting stopped right at the line. So, look, Dylan Napa. Hopefully, you know he gets he has a really good run this year. Hopefully, that was just a one-off game for him, and he comes out and kills it in New South Wales Cup. Um, the number 13 as well, Celesi Fochetti. This guy's a freak as well. Uh, obviously someone working towards getting a first grade spot over the next two or three years. 
Jay looks ready now. He's a weapon, number 13. Absolute weapon. And a bit of speed on him too when he breaks the line. There were some real opportunities that he started as well, whether it be with his footwork or, you know, running support play and getting a really nice short ball off the halfback. Um, he had some really good moments in that game as well. So let's see Fochetti and Fucky can put a shot on as well. There was a few shots he put on in that game that we'll be remembering for quite a while. Uh, the number 14, Benaya Iolu, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Number 14 for the Roosters in this game. He was a freak as well. Played a bit of hooker and killed it. I thought it was really impressive. Um, and he'll be one to watch too as a hooker coming through over the next few years. I thought that some of his touches as well, he set up a lot of tries too at a dummy half. Uh, Benaya Iolu, hopefully that is how you pronounce his name, but he was a weapon too, number 14 for the Sydney Roosters versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, big game for the Roosters, an absolute flogging. They did very well in this one, um, and not surprised they came out with an absolute flogging of a scoreline, 46-10. to 10. Doesn't make me feel too good as a Souths fan, but since it's a Reggie's exhibition match, oh, I'm not too phased by it, to be honest, but... To be honest, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty decent game, and I was very impressed with some of the Roosters guys coming through and glad that I got to watch uh, some real Roosters talent, uh, especially in the spine that's coming through over the next few years. We're talking about when Kiri, Tedesco, Supo, a few of these guys retire. There's a fuckload of guys coming through that could absolutely shoo in to that side over the next few years. So these guys, remember them because they could be in the side in about two years' time when Tedesco... Kiri, Chupo, Manu, JWH, all of these guys are long gone from this Roosters side. Um, yeah, you got to have some real talent on your hands. You definitely have some talent on your hands for the next few years. Uh, really good game from the Roosters. As for the Rabbitohs, as I said, errors. They did let them down at the end of the day. Uh, as for the Dogs and Sharks game, the Dogs, they had a really physical start and they got a fuckload of possession to start that game as well. I thought that throughout the game, the Dogs looked good as well. Uh, you know, Drew Hutchison obviously getting majority of the time at the seven and Cooper Cronk saying, uh, obviously, at the halftime report that um, Craig Fitzgibbon was asked who impressed him the most during the offseason and the first guy he said without hesitation was Drew Hutchison. So it might be a little hint there that Hutcho is going to get the seven for round one. And it looks like it too. He, again, had another solid game. Uh, not as, you know, flashy as the last time we saw him in, but he just did the, not, the simple things right, getting deep into the line again, some really good ball playing, good kicking game on him as well when he did have a chance to kick it. Obviously, Burton was doing most of the kicking, but I thought all around, Hacho looked really good. Um, you know, as I said, got more time than Sexton did throughout the game, so it looks like that he'll be getting um, that number seven jersey. Watching this game, though, for the Doggies, I am a little bit worried for Blake Taff. He did have a bit of a shocker in this one, uh, obviously dropping three or four balls in a row. Just not his night. Um, he did have some nice attacking moments, but, uh, yeah, he didn't have a really good night with the catching. Um, so, yeah, a little bit worried with, for him going into round one. Hopefully, he still gets the spot. He did have a good game in the week before. But, yeah, definitely wasn't a good audition tape for round one. That one for Blake Taft, but we know how good Blake Taft can be. And as I said, he had a really good game in the week before. So, hopefully, that was enough to get him a first-grade spot for round one. Depends how Connor Tracy's going. I think he might be just coming out of an injury. So, depending on how long Connor Tracy takes to come back from that injury, you know, 
Blake Taft's you know, days at number one for the Dogs could be numbered, so we'll have to wait and see um, how he goes in round one if he is the pick there at fullback. Blake Wilson, I thought he did enough, really, and it looked like it to maybe even push either Bronson Sherry out of the center spot and bring in Kiraz and keep Blake Wilson on the wing or even to have a pretty even Steven competition going with Karaz for that wing spot. He was sensational, put on a few big hits in that game as well. Um, but just the way he ran the football, not too many errors from him. Um, just looked really silky with the ball in his hands and, um, you know, played pretty much the full 80 as well, Blake Wilson. Uh, I thought that he was really impressive and he's definitely put in a good audition tape for round one, that's for sure. Looking really good throughout the trials. Even last week, he had a really good game as well. So uh, Blake Wilson was really impressed with him. I thought that Burton had a big game. Uh, obviously had some big moments at the start of the game. Uh, a really good long kick from pretty much the 20 to the other 20. Uh, and then chased it the whole way and, and got the tackle um, for a set restart on Sione Katoa as well. So... Yeah, had, other than that, had a few big other moments in this game as well. Um, Matt Burton, I thought that he was really impressive and he looks like he's coming well into the year. Him and Hacho just look comfortable next to each other and they look like they combine well. Hacho just gives the direction and Burton just does his own thing as well. So um, I, I'm loving this combination at the moment. I'm hoping that it lasts and that will potentially be, as we said before, the combination for round one. Uh, Reid Marnie, he has really come out with a point to prove too in the number nine. I thought that he had a really solid game in this one. Um, you know, doing Reid Marnie things, getting it first receiver and throwing a really good number of balls and um, just really good service, good timing. He just just doing everything that he needed to do right, right. Uh, and he looked really good, Reid Marnie. He is looking like he's coming into the year quite well. So um, keen to see how he goes in round one. Reid Marnie, but he does look like he's coming into the year well. Uh, fun was silly. There were a few errors in his game, but I thought he had a few tough carries and big moments. Um, was really tough in defense too. Uh, fun was silly. So uh, keen to see if he fits into this rotation for round one. I imagine that this team named for the Dogs will be this, a very similar one to what's named in round one. Uh, Viliami Kikiao had some big moments, more so defensively. I would have loved them to get him a little bit more involved in attack. I think that Kikiao can offer a lot more than what he did in that game, but I thought still defensively he had some pretty decent moments as well. So shout out to Kikiao. Preston was quite good in this game as well. Salmon, he is really making a case for himself at 13. I think that he'll start there in round one, two. Uh, and for you fantasy goers, getting him in your team now is still quite cheap. Um, I'd be getting him in your team now. Jermaine Salmon, even for super coach as well. Jermaine Salmon, someone that I would be considering for sure. Uh, Kurt Mann, I don't want to see him being used as a battering ram for the dogs. I want him to be that second 5-8 Roma if they're going to use him at lock. Otherwise, I want him at hooker. I don't want him as a I don't want him as a lock if he's going to be used as a battering ram 13 just a fucking tackle bot. I don't like that for Kurt Mann. It's not his best position uh, and we're talking about what is Kurt Mann's best position. He probably doesn't have one. He's just a raw footballer. But if there's any position that I think doesn't suit him at all, it is that battering ram lock forward. He gets injured, he puts on too much weight. Just doesn't look as his flashy and best self. I think one of his best years, and we've been saying this a while with Kurt with Kurt Mann, was when he played five eight. 
Uh, when he played 5-8, he just looked a lot more comfortable. He looked like he was getting around the field a lot easier. He looked very flashy. Him and Mitchell Pierce, they uh, complemented each other well. 5-8, he looked really good. He was just trim. I think as a second 5-8 off the bench, he could do a lot for you in this side. Uh, I think that's his best position, that roaming second 5-8 role. If that's if you're going to use him as a 13, that's the 13 you need to use him as. Otherwise, it's hooker for me. I wouldn't be using him anywhere else. Sam Hughes had a big night as well. I thought that he was really impressive, definitely making a case for himself for round one. Uh, Curran was used as a middle forward, which was quite interesting off the bench. Could that be a hint that that's his role uh, for round one as well? A lot of rumors suggesting that he was going to play 13. It doesn't look like it now with the resume that Jermaine Salmon um, has you know, turned in. Ellie Clark, number 20, he had a blinder last week. He killed it again when he came on the field this week. Obviously, they took off Critter a little bit early. Uh, Ellie Clark, I thought, for the time that he was on the field, was outstanding. Really solid footballer. We didn't get to see too much of Joash Papali'i, but Bailey Hayward came on and played hooker for quite a while. Again, very big night for him. I thought that he looked really solid. Um, someone that's going to make a case for himself to be in and around this squad as well at 14. Um, you know, they've got so many utilities at the moment. They're just adding to the list with some of these absolute weapons that are playing in this game. Um, and Toby Sexton, we didn't get to see too many minutes of him either. Uh, with Drew Hutchison playing majority of the game, we discussed this before. It looks like Hutcho's getting that seven jersey. Uh, as for the Sharks, look, for majority of this game, Bulldogs had the momentum. Regardless of, you know, Blake's half drop balls, Bulldogs looked really, really good throughout this game for a longer period. Sharks had some really big moments in this one as well. Uh, the momentum was pretty much constantly changing, but the Bulldogs, I would say, had the momentum for longer. Uh, Royce Hunt had some big moments, a big hit from him at some stage in this game. I forget who it was on, but uh, had a massive hit in this game and uh, had some really good runs as well. Oregon Kafusi had a big night as well. I thought that he was really impressive and just ran the ball at 110% every time he got the ball in his hands. Blake Braley was quite good as well. Um, who else stood out in this one? I thought that Kale Iro stood out when he came on. He played a bit of a roaming center slash fullback type role when he came on. I think he also played a little bit of six. It was unclear his role when he came onto the field, but he looked quite silky as well. Billy Burns had some, uh, had a big moment. I think he had a big shot in this game as well, a big hit on someone. Uh, but he looked quite good on the edge. He was only on for a little bit though. Tuku Hautapua, who they got from the Roosters, number 18. I thought that he was solid as well. Uh, and then Puru had to come on because um, Daniel Atkinson got head hired. So uh, Puru came on and killed it as well, number 24. Cade Dykes, I don't think he came on for too long. I think it would have only been for a few minutes if he did. I actually don't think he got onto the field. Um, Cade Dykes, just looking now at the thing. Yeah, I don't think he got onto the field at all. Um, Kay Dykes, which was a little bit disappointing. But look, the Sharks played really well. They obviously got a last-minute try. Chris Vaila, who looks like a player as well in the number 26, uh, played at centre. Looked quite good as well. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it was a very even game, very tight contest. Yeah, and it was one of the more enjoyable games of the weekend as well. That's full time. See you in the next one.